I don't be sipping this shit. I don't be showing my ass. But you cute and shit. I know this probably could last. Like, ugh, you mad ugly. Don't nobody like you. But we should see a movie. Only if you like to. I gotta stop. I gotta drop the pride, ego, and all. I gotta pause only because I'm too gangster to fall. I gotta stop. I gotta chill. I gotta speak. I gotta stop. I gotta fax. I gotta zoom. I gotta text. I gotta. I gotta call. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. You should. One, two, I've got to call you I've got to let you know How much I want you And need to let it show In a world of vibrant noise You're forever my first choice And I'm overjoyed to say That I want to All of them. Oh, really? Every single one of them. That's Amanda Bryce. That's like Tamia Music. She's a producer. She's a singer and a songwriter. She's uh, She goes to new school in the city, and she's a jazz contemporary singer. That's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. She got shouted out by Sony Music recently and Layla Hathaway, which is like... Wow. Ma- uh, Layla major. Hathaway is like one of my icons. Like, wow. <laughs> That's legendary right there. Yo, legendary. And I just love success. And like I said, she's passionate about what she does. She's independent. She's doing her shit. Just like our fellow guests here, <laughs> y'all. Yo. I'm super psyched and excited. Like, J-Rose, you got to let them know. Like, <laughs> you got to plug them in because they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. I'm. First of all, thanks for having me because okay. I've been watching you do your work and I'm, I mean, talk about passion. So I'm excited to be here, but yeah, I'm Jay Rose. I'm from Queens, New York. I'm a spoken word artist, a host and curator, teaching artist, and a thousand other things. Um, you know how it is. <laughs> we can't just do one thing. Right. Um, yeah, I've been in this space for a long time, so I cannot wait to talk about my journey with you. <laughs> I know. I'm looking forward to it. Like, she's been working. Her and I have been seeing each other, like, work uh, on the sidelines, on the bleachers, you it, you call it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's been out here going from event. She hosts events. She's doing open mics. She's oh yeah opening up for people the next and then she's <laughs> doing some poetry on the other side yeah. counseling people like everywhere and everywhere. i just like love it because it's all aligned with the purpose and the mission at hand which is cultivating and elevating minds um to do what they're passionate about and and fuck the imposter syndrome that that part and fuck anything that you were brought up in, and this is why we're here. So you're from Queens, New York. <clears throat> yeah. Were you brought up in like a single parent home or like? Um, actually, I wasn't. I was. I was brought up with both my parents. Um, uh, but you know, it they didn't have like the ideal marriage, you know. So it was a pretty dysfunctional environment. Um, it's right. still pretty dysfunctional. <laughs> They're still kind of dysfunctional. Um, but, but hey, they still together. <laughs> they still together. Okay, mom and dad. Go in, ahead now. It's some way or shape or form. Um, and you know they are very active in my life, in my children's life. So I'm grateful for them. But yeah, growing up was like 
you know, I grew up in the eighties, so <laughs> you fooled me. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. So you know, it was it was a different time back then for sure. What was happening in the eighties in your time, oh. like society wise? Um, a lot of crack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, a lot of crime. It was, there was this danger that was like around a lot, but then there was also this, like, I think some form of freedom um, because we played outside, you know, uh, we had to really figure things out on our own because there was no Google, there was no YouTube to like watch a video on how to do something. We just knew to like blow in the cartridge and put it back. You know what I mean? We need to unplug the stuff and plug it back in there. You know, so I feel like we, it was a time where people, young people had to learn to be more self resourceful. Um, where now like all your answers are at your fingertips these days. And then we had to figure out through our instincts or our survival mode, honestly. Right. For sure. Like we yeah. didn't know what direction we were going to go outside, but we figured it out. We had MapQuest. <laughs> yeah, like later on, MapQuest was like, whoa. <laughs> like the internet, like it's crazy. I feel like I grew up in such a, what I would say an ideal time because I got to experience like old shit, like eight tracks and vinyl records. I got to see those things. Um, and I got to see like beepers and cell phones and the internet like be invented. I Like I saw it happen i watched it i was old enough to understand it you know um i remember junior high school we had to take typewriter class we had to learn how to use a typewriter <laughs> i you love it like, like yes and then like maybe two years later in high school it was like computers and i was like oh shit this mm-hmm. is like totally different so like i got to be part of like a huge movement i got to see that and i think it's it's cool i don't i feel old sometimes but i'm kind of grateful i feel like i'm glad i was born and when i needed to be born we're kind of like in those times in the 80s like when, for us to have fun we would play outside in, in the block with all of our neighbors and if not we would go to like the roller skating ring the arcades nearby right. the Just, library was actually somewhere we would hang out sometimes yeah. like we the library was kind of cool. Yeah, the kind of libraries to me, I still go. Part, People think yeah. I'm crazy for still going, but I, that's my place. That's my hiding place. I love it. <laughs> New York Library, I'd be in there getting my shit done. Yes, like, yes. And even they even had like MTV shows about it, like Oh Silent Library and like, <laughs> <laughs> see pranks see? that you would do, like Impractical Jokers, but like in a library. In a library. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so awesome. So like I've been dying to like recreate that. I mean, it's gonna happen, but yeah, let's do it. Let's manifest it. Let's make yes, it happen. I'm here for it. <laughs> but yeah, so the music and. The dynamic, were you still brought up in Queens? Um, well, yeah, I grew up in Queens most of my life. And then, like, in my early, my late teens, early 20s, I had already graduated high school. My parents moved to Long Island. Um, was there, like, a difference? In- a huge difference. <laughs> it was, like, culture shock out there. I was, like, I got, I experienced, like, I guess growing up in Queens because it's so diverse. And I grew up in a high school and schools where, you know, it was there was every culture you could imagine in my school. Right. Like w- there was no more of one than the other. Right. You know, it was really, really diverse. 
um, to Long Island where it's not as diverse or especially when my parents first moved out there, it wasn't as diverse as even now it's getting better. So like I actually experienced like racism in Long Island as like a 18 year old girl, you know, where like I didn't get to really experience too much of that growing up in Queens because I had Spanish and black and white and Asian and, you know, like whatever, all friends from all over the world. Um, but in Long Island, I experienced racism, which was crazy. Like racism as a Latina. Yeah. As oh a Latina, God. as an Afro Latina, as a non Caucasian <clears throat> person. Like, how did they, you know, you don't mind me asking. Um, just like, uh, got yelled at like from cars in the street like so I remember one time some guy called me a fat bitch like I was like that's wild you know um, did you ever get like disgusted looks yeah like people just look at me like you know uh, I remember once <laughs> like one time when I, I was dating my uh, daughter's father who's really dark you know he's a black guy and like, oh gosh, like the ladies like holding their purses and like, try, I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all are so extra out here. Don't nobody want to rob your dumb ass. Like, how old were you when you dated your? Oh, I was first... in my early twenties. And then you had your first child at what age? I was twenty four. Uh, I was turning twenty four, so I was twenty three, going on twenty four. When yeah. I had my daughter, I was young. So you graduated high school, mm -hmm. and then what was life like after that? Like, um, it was weird. Like my parents, that's like right after high school, my parents moved me to Long Island, and I didn't have a car, and I took like a year off of school. Like I didn't go to college right away. Like I started college in Queens, and then when my parents moved, like the following year. I took a year off because I was still getting acclimated. Adjusted, yeah. Right. But it was really lonely because, oh my gosh, why do I want to cry right now? Shit. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> I had a feeling we were going to get to this think moment. That. It got, it got really lonely because like I didn't have, um, because I wasn't in high school. It's not like I could go to a local school and make friends, new friends with the kids that lived in the neighborhood. I didn't, I didn't, have school a school i didn't have nowhere to go to like make friends i didn't know nobody out there so what would you do where would you stay and I, I didn't have a tv yet for a while so i listened to music i listened to music in my room all the time i would go for walks around the neighborhood by myself um you know i would i figured out how to take public transportation to go back to like queens and hang out with my friends so i would do that you, you know were very independent yeah. oh yeah like i was out I was out, you know, you know, um, cause I, and I needed to get weed too. So like <laughs> I had to go to Queens to get some butt and then I would just like smoke and walk around the neighborhood sometimes or, and at the time, like my parents weren't retired yet. So like they would go to work still. So I'd be in the crib by myself with no friends to like have over. And I would just like literally just sit outside and just smoke. And I started reading more. Um, I will write, you know, and then I started working in Long Island. And Where when did I, you work? Um, the first, uh, the Gap. I worked at the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that, yo? She was like, it's to be friend about it. It was like, you know, retail shit. Retail you know? Shit I was at whatever. the Gap. 
then I did some like uh dental assistant work. Um, so once I started, and then I started going to school in Long Island for a little while. And that's when you were what age? I was like twenty. Okay, so 21. then you met your man, your my, ex. ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, my daughter's father. Yes, when I was young, in my early twenties. In my early twenties, yes, my daughter's my father. daughter's father. That we are no longer together. <laughs> I'm gonna show him this episode. Yo, he's gonna crack. I'm gonna be like, I shouted you out <laughs> on this podcast. You should hear it. Yo, I love it. No, but it's not like a love and basketball story. No, I don't know. No, they ain't no love and basketball story at all. You know? Were you a dental assistant? He was, and he was like, what's good, ma? Not basically. <laughs> that's that's what had happened. Aww. He was like a bad boy. And I was like a good girl. <laughs> with like, But I like bad boys. Of course. But, you know, um, yeah. And then that, that you know, I was we were together for a while. And when I got pregnant, I moved to Brooklyn. And I lived in Brooklyn for like four and a half years. And then I moved back to Queens. What made you like move back? Um, The apartment I was, it was like a technical situation. The apartment I was in, somebody was, the, my cousin was renting it to me. So she wanted, needed it back. She was moving back to Queens, to Brooklyn. So we ended up moving back to Queens, me and my, my daughter's father. And I was there for a while. Like, I've always gone back and forth between Queens, <laughs> Long Island. Like, I always go back to Queens. My heart is in Queens. I, I love it out there. Do you know Ivy? Ivy? She has this radio station out there. Oh, you have put me on. Yeah, Rah Rah Zone or Rah Rah Zone. And she nah. talks about WWE music. Oh, that's so cool. She's also located in Queens. Oh, put me on. Connect I got you. Me. I'll connect you with her. She's a media had like me i love that and you right because we both interview a lot and so she does the same thing so it's like i'll connect y'all together because she has like a studio out there in queens Ew. so y'all could just get acquainted and just do stuff and she's an event coordinator i love that you know i would do media for her in oh, one of did? her events because she asked me and she was like hey. oh we gotta talk we gotta talk about that <laughs> i'm gonna need some media i'll be but, seeing you you know i'm, I'm like, like her to come do something like that with me because that would be great i love it yeah yeah women needs to come together more as we were talking about earlier that part but as far as like yo like you were 24 you were stepping into motherhood like your whole life already before motherhood you had like this inner child wound there so a lot of mothers and fathers talk about how when they become parents it's like this they can't explain it. It's like looking at their their doppelganger and, <laughs> and reliving it all over again, and right. then just trying not to repeat the mistakes that you were brought up with. So, how was Ugh. that transition? I didn't know about any of that stuff when I first became a mom, um, because I was still trying to like figure out what the fuck any of this was. Like, it was just a a moment of realization where, like, oh shit, like. Now I have to make sure this human being stays alive, like, longer than me. Like, th- that's a big responsibility. Like, mm-hmm. I'm struggling to keep myself alive, you know, sometimes, you know, I make as a, you know, young person making stupid choices. Um, So it's like, 
it was a, a crazy realization of like, now I'm responsible for another human being. Um, and it wasn't until like, <clears throat> it wasn't until I realized that I had to get out of the relationship that I was in because it wasn't healthy mm. that I started realizing like, Oh, I really need to do things differently than the way my parents did it. Um, you know, not to say they were like bad parents, but like, um, it took me a long time to realize that our parents never had it figured out. Yeah. And we, as young people, we put them on this pedestal, like they know everything and they really never did. They was trying to figure that shit out too. (laughs) And like it took, it wasn't until like recently I realized like, yo, these, they didn't fucking have all the answers. And I really thought they did. And And there's some parents that get off on that. I just want to just stay right there. They do. Because there's some toxic parents that know that and they literally get off on their children clinging on to them like that. Thinking that they are the ones that know know everything. No. And it's like, it's okay to say that you don't. It's okay to say that you're figuring it out. It's okay to say mom is not always right. But for some reason, toxic parents that have this like mental... Or they're in denial or they're narcissistic, right? That, oh God, don't get me started. Or the vulture moms, because in psychology, there's this (laughs) vulture mom, you know, like, terminology. And I'm like, oh, what's a vulture mom? You know, like, I want to know now. Like Like a vulture, a culture, a culture, vulture. Oh God, it's a tongue twister. It's a nursery rhyme. So it's just like. How did you like prevent yourself from repeating that cycle? And I've definitely done some toxic shit as a parent. <laughs> um, but now I just um I try to listen to my kids more. Uh and I try to be more understanding of I try to show them that I'm not perfect and that I make mistakes and let them know that like you know, you fuck up and you have to own up to your shit. I try to hold myself accountable when I know I may have like came at them the wrong way. Um, but you know, I don't know. I just, I just be myself. I'm myself with them. Like, I think that's what it is. Like, I'm not trying to be this like authority. Uh, yeah. Like, are you going to listen and respect me? Right. Because I'm older than you. I am your mom. You love me. I love you. We, there's this you have to have this respect for me um but i'm also like a person like i'm a human being just like you i cry i get sad i get frustrated yeah you piss me the fuck off sometimes like i want to karate chop your ass but i love you because you're my babies and you know like so i'm just myself they get to see me in the worst places in my darkest times and they get to see me shining and no love like that is is replaceable. Yeah, they they'll at least like when I'm not here anymore, they'll turn around and be like, "Yo, one thing about my mom was she was always a real with me. She was always her one hundred percent authentic self, and she worked hard. She was really worked hard for the things that she was passionate about. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you." You're welcome. Yeah, Thank that you. almost made me cry. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Because as a mom, that's how I would want to be looked at because I'm a Leo. Uh, so, but it's hard. Because it's like, I don't want, I don't want my, my children, if I ever were to, you know, um, feel like they have to hide things from me. I want them to feel like they have this secret place with me. And at right. the same time, I also want to tell them, like, I want what's best for you. But I also right. want you to confide or feel like you don't have to hide things from me. Right. Especially if you're considering losing your virginity or things of that nature. Like, I want to be open enough to have a discussion with you. Right. Where you don't hide it from me. Right. You know? I hope that, you know, I can I have established some of that, you know. But at the end of the day, I also know that there are also other people in my children's lives that my children trust and I trust. Um, so that, like, even if they may not be able to confide in me, I know that, like, my daughter trusts her father you know and my kids have different dads um my daughter is 17 and my son is eight so they're nine years apart which is like a huge difference um but even like my daughter my son's father was a part of her life for six years uh six or seven years so he's still in her life as well so like if she's in a place where she can't come to me or i'm not available for whatever reason I know that like she has her dad and her, you know, stepdad at one point um, who's love her and are there for her. That's beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So she has like, so you have two children, two children. For some reason, I thought you had three. Oh, girl. <laughs> I added the additional. I'm sorry. The cat? Like, let's talk about the cat. Okay, <laughs> there we go. There was a cat. There was a cat. That's my third baby. That's my first. baby. And, you know, sometimes you be doing content with them, and I love it. Like, the mother and the yeah. house duty stuff. And I think it's yeah. important to see all that gush gush. I do that. I, put, I, I show videos mostly of my son. I don't really post too much of my daughter. She's a teenager now, so she's like, ew, I don't want to be on your page. And whatever, hater. How old is she now? 17. <laughs> <laughs> girl i don't do the math don't do the math one of my one of my boys he has a 15 year old and uh she got a boyfriend oh god yeah i don't know if you have to deal with that with your 17 year old not, not yet. yet like you know i know that i know that she would tell me like because i'd be asking her all the time i'd be like your boyfriend you got a girlfriend you got a non-binary friend <laughs> like i'd be <laughs> Right, because these days you Cause I gotta be, I gotta cover all ground, all angles. <laughs> Don't play with. You got an alien friend? Like, just tell me. Like, when she be like, "Oh, can I go to the park with my friends?" I'd be like, "Are you guys going to do drugs?" And she'll be like, "No." And I'm like, "Are you going to do drugs?" She's like, "No, I'm not gonna do drugs." Are your friends going to do drugs? I don't know. And I'm like, "Don't." Get into a car with nobody that's on drugs. She's like, "I know." Like, I trust her. Like she's a good kid like she's a teenager as far as like the attitude and the messy room and like that stuff the non-stop eating everything in the house like what the fuck yeah, but she, yeah. but other than that like i don't have to worry about what a lot of other parents have to worry about with their teenagers i agree um and like she knows like that i smoke and stuff like that so it's like I don't, I think she probably, she probably hates weed because I smoke, you know, like, um, <laughs> yeah, it would be like, but that. I've always left it open. Like if you ever have any questions about anything regarding like anything, I've always told her if you were ever in trouble and you need me to come get you and you're afraid that 
you're going to get in trouble. Like, just call me. Like, I'll come get you. I won't ask any questions until, and we'll talk in the morning. Like, is there like a song that you and her have together as mother and daughter? Nah, we're not that freaking gay lord. <laughs> nah, we're not, we're not that, that mom and daughter like duo with like a, a song. That- I'm gonna be real with you. There's always, you know, that's, there's always like an album or a song that reminds you of your mother because she used to always play it. So, like, uh. something like that. I feel like my mom was Brian McKnight. <laughs> she used to always play him, and if not, Joe. Joe, how old is your mom? Like my age? What the hell? <laughs> I listen to those guys. She's like in her sixties. Her and oh, I are okay. like, no, she's in her fifties right now. Okay, but okay. she was born in her sixties, like sixties. Okay, okay. So she's almost there, but like, I just feel like my mom and I. We're not even that much age apart. Like she had all of us from twenty one and to like twenty three. Wow! So just she had them young. Get them out. Yep. Boom! Boom! boom bap! bap. <laughs> and now you can enjoy your <laughs> your forties, your old age. Yeah, she's literally enjoying her forties, fifties, living it. I was like, right. okay, I'm not mad because in her forties, we were already in college. Listen, kids are grown. <laughs> like I love it. I love it. So she would just literally like, oh, she's like, oh, I love my Brian McKnight. Like she's Puerto Rican, <laughs> but I swear she was black and Dominican in the inside. Like she was not Puerto Rican at I, all. I mean, I listen to a lot of music. So like, I know there's a lot of different songs that my kids would be like, that reminds me of my mom. My son tells me all the time, you know, every song. <laughs> like you're walking Shazam too. Yo, dead ass. Like everything they play, he'd be like, How do you know this song? And I like, how do you not know this song? And he's like, Oh, he gets so annoyed. He's like, You know everything, all the songs. So you like all genres, you're not picky. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I love it all. Like music is a big um influence in a lot of things, even for me as a poet, as a writer, like music plays a big part. Yeah, I can that. imagine. So like would you say that the writing started um right right after you moved to Long Island, like that very first time, or was it at a very early point? It was before that. Um, To be real, like I never really took, took time until recently to like really acknowledge uh, the writer in me, like from a younger age. Um, Because if you asked me a few years ago, Oh, when did you start writing? I would have said, I would have said, Oh, I started writing poetry when I was like 16. I had a boyfriend. I wanted to express my love for him, so I wrote poems. But recently, I really was like thinking back, and I'm like, nah, I actually been a writer since before that. And I thought about a time when I was like, I think it was like fourth grade, and there was an essay contest about Martin Luther King. And I won the essay contest in fourth grade. And we got to go. We got to go to eat chicken. <laughs> right? They took a seat some fried chicken. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> that chicken was so, so good. good. <laughs> she said, "I won my essay. I got eating my drum fried drumstick." Uh huh. So, like, but what's crazy is like when I won the contest, I don't remember writing the essay. Right? I couldn't remember writing it, but. Um, it made me realize, like, recently thinking about that, like, damn, I've been writing. i actually been a good writer since I was young. I've been good with words, write, written word uh, since I was young. Um, but it wasn't until high school when I was, like, I was booed up. I had a man's. 
and I want to tell him how much I loved him. You were on your Fantasia Chronicles. You know what I'm saying? I was she like, was on. I put your picture up. No, I was more like, this is old before that. So I was like, Brandy, like, sitting up Ooh. in my room. And I was like, yeah, the boy is mine. And the boy I, lo- I can't sing, so don't ask me. I'm like, <laughs> you do the singing part. Right. I'll rap, I'll rap. <laughs> Oh yeah, we could so. be a flow flow tree. <laughs> yeah, flow tree though. I like I, it. I like it. I think we're on the side. Don't tell, don't tell nobody. Right. Um, but yeah, um, I had a, I had, that's when I really started writing in high school. Right, a couple years before um I moved, and you know when I moved, I, I started writing more. I started reading more. Um, you use it as a form of therapy in a sense. I didn't know that that's what it was. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, I feel like writing. But I didn't know that it was an outlet for me um, until, like, I got much older. Um, And in my 30s was when I started to explore writing more, um, getting better. And It's always in the 30s where we start. It's that transformational age where you're like... What do the you when you hit your thirties, you're like, what the fuck do I want? What do I like? What makes me happy? Mm-hmm. Like I've been living life through everybody else's Else but me, but myself. Right. So that's when I was like, let me write a little bit more, and I felt really lost at this point. I was in my I was in my second um with my relationship with my my son's father, and I felt like. I didn't, I've lost myself. I literally lived life for this man, these children, and this There's job. There's some people that feel like a man will answer it all, a relationship will answer it all. And that was that situation. Wow. And it wasn't. There was still something missing. So I went on this journey to get on the stage. And I have been told in the past, like, oh, you know, you should perform, you should read your poetry on stage. And I was like, are you fucking crazy? Like, I want to throw up just thinking about it. You, My hands were getting sweaty just thinking about getting on stage. I was like, nah, no way. And then one day I was like, I want to host a poetry slam. Right? I don't know why I wanted to ho- out of nowhere. I want to host a poetry slam. Never uh, performed that before. That was like right in your 30s? Yes. I was like, I just want to host a poetry slam. Never been to one. Never been on stage before, but Bold. I but I had done like event planning, like baby showers and stuff like that. So I had like organizational skills. I come from an HR background professionally, so I had a lot of like business mind. I had all of that, and I was creative. So I was like, I want to do poetry slam. And then as I'm planning this poetry slam, I'm like, uh, if I host a poetry slam, I probably should read po do a poem. I should probably do that. And then I was like, I should probably practice then. <laughs> so that was like, all right, I'll go on stage. And I went to the New Yorkian. Perfect spot. That was my first. I went by myself. New Yorkian Cafe, yes. This go poetry ahead. journey, I started it by myself. I did not bring my partner with me. I didn't bring a friend with me. I went to New Yorkian by myself. And I performed for their open mic. They did at the end. I love this story. Aww. I went to Port- I went to New Yorkian. It was their Friday night slam, and at the end of their Friday night slam, they have this like twilight open mic that's like really short. So, I remember going to the, to watch the slam first, and Queen Sheba, she's from Atlanta, 
um, she was their featured artist and Mahogany Brown was their host for that night. And I remember sitting in the audience and I was looking at them and I was like, holy shit, I'll never be that good. Like, what the fuck did I just see? Like, I'd never seen spoken word like that before other than like Def Jam poetry on television. Right. So I never <clears throat> saw it in person. And I was like, yo, I'll never be that good. This is crazy. Like, what am I doing here? This is crazy. But I still was like, I'm here. Let me get on the stage, get it over with. I have this event that I'm planning. I have to learn as much as I can about yeah, this yeah. so I could make a successful event. I did an awful. I read it from my phone. I was shaking. Um, I speed read it because I was so nervous. I sound like the fucking micro machine guy. Like, that's my poem. <laughs> as an experienced poet would say now. But, <laughs> but to be honest, to be honest, like a regular person who hears it, they think that like reciting a poem is like reciting a speech unless you're like a poet poet we're like no you gotta add some sounds you gotta you add gotta, some yeah, the body, body language <laughs> i'm an actor yes. in poetic form there is a theatrical element to, to spoken it. word yes that's yes. the difference between spoken word and poetry mm -hmm. it's two different spoken word is a style of poetry but spoken word has this theatrical layer to it which I did not have my first time. I sounded more like a speed reader. And it was awful. <laughs> but I did not let that stop me. That's right. I got back on another stage. I got back on another stage and another stage and another stage. And eight years later, here I am. I and now chills. Oh God, me too. <laughs> here I am, eight years later, and I Ooh. have I'm in the middle of curating, hosting, um, organizing one of my biggest showcases where Mahogany Brown is featuring and Queen Sheba is hosting. Talk about full circle. And to, ooh, yeah. to, add, to add more circle to that, I am now the Wednesday Night Slam host at New Yorican on Wednesdays. So <laughs> to... Be there in that space that you started it all. That I started it all, the first stage I ever stood on. To be there now as a host, to be there as like part of the team, to be working with the legends from there, like on my own platform. You know, it's like if you would have told me I'd be there eight years ago when I walked into that building, I would have been like, "No way, you're That's crazy. You're crazy. Me? What?" Hosting a showcase with 400 sold out seats. Get your tickets now. Link is in the bio. <laughs> I love it. Love that transition as a promoter. Like, <laughs> Go ahead. But like, if you would have been like, yes, you're going to sell out 400 seats and you're going to curate one of the biggest showcases, you know, of the year. I would have been like, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. Me. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I can't you, even memorize a poem. And this is something that you did for yourself. You are already a woman, a mother. So it's like you're the literal epiphany of like it's never too late. Never. There's so many boundaries and so many doubts that we put on ourselves in front of our passions, in front of our dreams. So like, what do you have to tell to the person that is going through that? Like they have four or five forks in the road, but parenting seems to be the wheel that overtakes that right like. um the thing is 
that you have to learn that you cannot do it by yourself. You need your tribe. So it's as hard as it is to, because it's hard when you don't have someone to watch your kids for you. Like that is a big difference for me. Like I still have my parents here. My children's fathers are in their life. So if I need them to watch my, the kids, you know, they can, you know, I have my best friend. She's like my sister. She will watch my kids if I need them to like, you have to build a tribe and have people that you can trust with your children so that you can, and people that really like believe in, in your journey. Now, if you don't have anybody, then you have to understand that there's 24 hours in the day and you have, you have the ability to account for each and every minute of that day. So, um, balance your time out so that you're able to do some of these things for yourself when you have free time, you know, make the best of your time because if you don't do something for yourself, you're going to get lost and you can't live. Like, I hate when people are like, I live for you. I live for this. And or I live for my, yeah, yeah I live for the, my, this. It's like, no, you got to live for yourself first because if you can't live for yourself, then you can't live, live for, for anybody else. else. Like, you know, um, I wasn't, I wasn't a good version of myself when I was lost, you know, the times that I've been in dark places. That's not the version of myself that I deserve. It's not the version of myself that my children deserve or that, you know, my community deserve. So try your best to make your time like. And through those dark places, like, and those dark experiences and those painful experiences, even though we went through them, just know that it doesn't have to define where you're going. Absolutely not. Uh, l- listen, like Nike, just fucking do it. All right. <laughs> Seriously. Like, stop making excuses. Stop blaming other people for Mom, this dad, and that cousin. and this person. Stop blaming mm-hmm. your pockets for why you're not doing certain things. Find a way to do Even it. Even your sexual assaulter. I just have to say that. Right. Because a lot of people literally live in that victim mind well, ever since. The, and it's hard. What it is is the trauma is really hard for mm-hmm. people to process and get through, right? Right. But don't allow trauma to stop you. You can process trauma and also he- try to heal at the same time. Correct. You know, um, be kind to yourself, but also hold yourself accountable. Like, stop making excuses. You want to accomplish something, it's possible. Just fucking do it and be consistent. Like, that's for me has been my saving grace in everything that I do. I have continued to stay consistent. Like, I don't let nothing stop me. I don't let nobody get in my way. I allow people to say no to me. And that's okay because that just basically it's like a eliminates it's it yeah bump in the road right like this this isn't meant for me right now let me turn it's a detour to where i need to go it gives me a little detour all right let me go around and to the right people you should be surrounding yourself with the right people that are going to get you somewhere that's not going to hold you back or make you turn another way right or ill wrong intentions like not all money's good money you know but yeah i would tell anybody who's like out here struggling and not scared to take that chance like just go jump off the fucking cliff and do it because 
it's better for you to do it and see that maybe it's not meant for you or it's not, you know, it's not what you wanted than you t- never to try and, and never and find living out. living trapped in a life that you think you right. always wanted, but you, you're you not satisfied and you can't seem to get out. Right. It's like a mental imprisonment. Honestly. Right. I, we're, uh, we're groomed to like, like, it's crazy that people have to find themselves when they're in their 30s or like in their 40s. When we really should be taking that time to find ourselves when we like get out of high school, like we get forced to like go to pick a career to spend all these years, money, um, energy on earning these degrees in these industries that later on we're like, I don't fucking like this shit. And it's like, I'm a big believer that like at 17, like how the fuck do you know what you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. So we don't make, we don't take time. Like, those of you that have young young children, like encourage your children to explore things that they love at an early age. That way, like when they is time for them to decide their higher learning, they have a good idea of like what their interests actually are, what their passions are. So like encourage them, and, and if you if it's it's never too late for you to do that too. Yeah, I love that. I like that advice. Look at you, drop it. I be trying. I be trying. No, no, no. She's the writer. I should put my glasses on for this. Do you part. have a Do you have a book? <laughs> Or anything uh, of that nature that your that the audience could like listen or like a drop of something. So I do have um a journal of writing prompts for all types of writers, songwriters, playwriters, poets, whatever you want. We are gonna be releasing two more versions of the journal as well. Um <clears throat> and me and my my co creator Leah V. Shout out to my girl Leah V. Um I will be dropping a poetry album this year along with a chat book to go along with it. Um, I'm not sure when it will be, but it is going to be this year. So just follow me on social media and stay tuned. Um, Look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yes. There's going to be also events happening this year. (coughs) You have a a thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's like, shut up. I'll take that. that. I'll have a sip. Um, yeah, I have a whole lot of events. Um, right now we we are hosting a monthly open mic in in Brooklyn. Um, every second Friday, there's also a virtual open mic that we still do. It's been three years. We started it in the pandemic. Um, and my homegirl Leah V, and we still do it once a month now, every third Friday. And really the biggest, the big, the big boy of the year is my legends showcase. It's um, a huge showcase that's happening in Queens at the Jamaica Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. And it is the biggest show I've put, I've curated. Um, I will be featured. Thank you. This is like, I am obsessed with this event. Like I'm dreaming about it. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to be featuring Mahogany Brown, Obi West, Maui the writer, Prentice Powell. It's gonna be hosted by Queen Sheba. And um if you know poetry, you know those names. If you don't know poetry, you need to know those names. <laughs> um because these people are up there. There's a reason why they're on this lineup. It's called the Legends lineup. It uh the Legends Showcase. It's gonna be an annual event that I'm gonna be doing and yeah, uh, you can follow me at My Crumble Thoughts on Instagram. That's usually where I be at. 
and that's mm-hmm. where you'll find everything the link yes. is always in the bio <laughs> i love that plugin yes and she's always active so there's not never going to be an issue even counseling or consultant work yeah i do do some of that um i do um it's more for social media management and marketing Correct. so people that are using uh trying to figure out how to brand themselves and use social media as a tool to to grow I do do one-on-one coaching. I'm going to have a bunch of workshops rolling out this summer on uh, writing, performing, and even curating and hosting workshops because let me tell y'all something. I've been going to some of these events and I'm tired of y'all, some of y'all curators and hosts. They don't have any purpose or like, I don't know what y'all doing. Y'all so disorganized in so many ways. And like, just be putting people together. It's just a hot mess. So if you, uh, you know, are looking to curate and host events and trying to do this at like a really elevated level, I will be doing workshops on how to like teach people how to do this and turn this into a living. Like, you know, it took a while for me to get to where I'm at now, where like I can actually like provide for my family as well as provide for the community. Um, But for a lot, it was like the events were barely paying for themselves. I was coming out of pocket a lot, but it was all for the community to pay my features, to pay DJs, to pay, you know, all this other people. Um, now it's like everyone can get paid and so can I can, I can get paid too. You know, I can put some food on the table, you know, that's amazing. Um, and that's, that's important because as much as my purpose is to provide for the community, I still have a family to feed. Right. And it's like, my kids can't go hungry just so that you can have a stage to be on. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, that's why I wanted you to come on. Cause I know, you know, you're activist, poet, <laughs> yeah. event coordinator, like you're out here, mom. There's so many mothers that I know that's put their dreams aside because of mothering. Oh God. And you were in stages of that in your life. It's not like you weren't, you know, right. it's just the whole point is that, you just was like enough is enough i'm not i'm tired of living for everyone else and i want to live for myself and i want my life back right and there's Ugh. something so empowering about that that's why i'm literally thank you for coming on like <laughs> ah to leo's like of course Dang. it's gonna of course we're gonna ah. drop the gems you know what i'm saying and now after that, that loaded gem <laughs> shit um we're gonna just play some music i'm gonna show like one or two artists then Jay Rose, she kind of like showed two or three, four artists. Uh, some of them are poets, some of them are artists. So we're just going to show them. And these are people that we want to recommend, you know. Yes, tap in. People that are purposeful with what they do and what they're passionate about. And there's messages behind these songs and these uh, poems. And yeah, and then after that, we'll just, you know, let you guys go. Yeah. Love it. Oh my god. So this one is Brandon V. I this is my first time listening to this guy. Um I saw him, saw him on IG. It says grow in love. I said, okay, cool. It sounds like impactful and cultivated. So <laughs> <laughs> and I Are also we- like the the instrumental. So like here you guys go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Never felt like this before, okay Always felt like a tug of war, both ways Can't receive what I gave them all today Reason why I 
just made it fall No shame Dead flowers ever told me Giving up your power to someone else Spending all my hours losing who I am And yes, I just fell in love But I never wanna do that no more Cause you touch parts of me that grow life inside my core Meaning me for the first time Feeling like a son and I divine In the meantime, come together like a minute Peace signs, oh yeah Let's grow and let go Of concepts that make it this simple Awaken the best of me Taking it easily Be anybody but you Just give it equally And that is so new for me How you spread the many seeds Of a healthy love And I was blooming on this side of me Like hey, diva lover Don't you change for another Nothing that you wouldn't do to take the person loving you and put them on a pedestal and that could leave you so confusing. You confronted with the truth and realizing love ain't a substitute for self-worth. So hurt, having been putting yourself first. You can only meet yourself and another. The level you own is the level they give you. So level up, level up. How we gon' set it up? Effortless, limitless, how it all come from this love ain't limitless. Let go of bitterness, see me for who I am, not who you think I is. Let's grow, let's grow, and let go, let go. of concepts that make it less simple. Awaken the best of me, take it easily. Be anybody but you just give it equally. Hey, divine lover, don't you change. you know <laughs> yeah we didn't even know what we were gonna talk about but growing love is like first of all he's out here doing this healing ritual yeah he's doing like reiki on her let's so we go. Dope. that's what it was right yeah and like he was talking about self-worth growing in your self-love oh my god and just putting yourself first right like, the visual was the visuals were so like loving too it made me yeah. like i was like i, I want to my boo to be like that right with the family right behind you know what i'm saying like pillow, pillow fight and shit like come on all right branson v <laughs> 
we see I you. like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Next up, we got Dreamcast McFly. He went live hey, on. Hey, that's my guy. Yeah, I know oh him. Look at us. We so aligned. Yeah. But um, so he was on Mad Nice TV, and it's like this channel that only has 200 subscribers, so you guys should subscribe. Yes, they need more. Right. They have because so much great content They really there. do. I'm glad you know it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so here we go. Let's see what we So we have now the lineup, J Rose, shot it out now. I'm super excited. It's so my boy right here. Yo, he she yelling. said that this is her song. Yo, we yo. Let me tell you, it's so hard for him and I to see to support each other's events because we always got something on the same day. And I hit him up the other day. It was like, yo, October 22nd, yo, pull up. You gotta be there. He was like, yo, I'm planning my an event that day. I was like, bro. But the love is there. The intention, but yes, the intention is there. It's great. It's like listen, we 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 may catch each other or not, but I'm still here to right. to like see you and support you and as all the however I can. Right. So I let's go ahead. This is called Out of My Face. And how did you know about this song? Did he perform um, it? Oh no, he, he couldn't yeah, have because he um. Well, no, I mean I follow him. You know, just because I don't get to see him perform often. Um. You know, he drops music all the time, and, you know, I listen to it. And, and you a real one. Yeah, I mean, know? I put it on my playlist and stuff like that, and I have a playlist for all my friends and their music, and I let it play, like, sometimes while I'm working or at night when I go to sleep just so I could, like, keep playing over and over and again. And this one you play for, like, is it, like, an upfill song? Or yeah, it- it's like a... 
out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. let's check you out and send it. His, and his content, like, on social media is hilarious, too. Every time they come around, all you hear is Get lost, not found, this is ludicrous Move, see your face and they move switch Got you losing your cool quick Get lost, you are not missed Think, use your common sense Always trying to holla holla Always begging for dollars, dollars Make moves, trying to follow, follow I don't want no drama, partner In my face, breath hotter than the sun of lava Thinking to myself, who raised you? Where's your mama? Need to come get her child. Need more work and your energy is foul. Bent out of shape. Mouth on the miles. I'm tired of fighting, throwing the towel. Just because we in the same place, don't mean you can come my way. Make women feel so unsafe. My homes look at you with the spray. Out of my face. Out of my face. Out of my face. Get the Out of my face. Out of my face. Out of my face. Out of my face. Get the Out of my face. Out of my face. Tell you the truth and you call that hate We trying to keep the peace and you instigate Trying to keep it a band but you steady faking Showing praying hands but you moving like Satan Look, I got no time to be petty Doing too much like Teddy, never ready Cut you off, no need, no machete Game over, hold the confetti Think you we cool? Nah, that's deadly Let you go that way, it's so deadly Delirious, your name is not Eddie I'ma do me, gotta move steady So I don't have time of the day to hear what you gotta say No, I don't wanna play Make moves, give you grace If I see you today That may cause a melee Please, out of my way, get the fuck on my face Out of my face Out of my face Out of my face Get the Out of my face Out of my face Out of my face Out of my face Get the Out of my face Out of my face Energy is dry and born. Out of my face. Get out of my face. Everything about you so annoying. Out of my face. Get out of my face. Crop you have to pick. Why you out of my face? Get out of my face. See you approaching and we go my face. Get out of my face. Your energy is dry and born. Out of my face. Get out of my face. Everything about you so annoying. Get out of my face. Crop you have to pick. Why you out of my face? Get out of my face. See you approaching and we go Central Park signs. So I was like, okay, you, know. you out here. This girl looked like she was like, am I in the shot? Yo, I like the the guy sat right next to him. He had a whole other seat he could have sat at. He right. sat, right, he next sat right next to him talking about, hey, I can't breathe. I can relate. He was like, BX, BX. <laughs> <laughs> That's such like, a good video. 
but yeah okay descended i see you you know yeah i like the beat he's always you know his content is great and he does a lot of shows with like a live band so he performs with a live band a lot of times yeah he puts on a a, a, we're gonna have to get acquainted with that one yeah yeah for sure you gotta you gotta get him out here next up how do you janiquick janique janique oh that's my girl right there She's an amazing singer, rapper. Yes. Um, is she also a, a writer? Or no? Yeah, she's she writes her own stuff. Uh, she's I've known her since I first started hosting open mics, so I've known her for about seven years now. Um, and she is amazing. I've watched her go from like five thousand followers to one hundred and five thousand followers and dropping albums and doing um solo shows like selling out solo shows like she is amazing she's done music with tori lanes uh and stuff like that like she janique is out here killing it um super creative and like what i love about her is that you know she's like such a sweetheart like like she be rapping and she be like talking her shit like like some real like tough like girls you know like but then like she's such a sweet girl yeah, like she's yeah. just it's her alter ego it's yo, the message it, that she wants to uplift yeah. and pump out and i like that i like yes. artists are like oh uh, she's such a sweetheart so let's check her out this one yeah. is called harley right? harley oh yes so oh, like, it's, it's giving me harley quinn vibes yeah. Yeah. it's definitely harley quinn vibes. <laughs> Put him on a trial, make him wait for that Ting too pretty, unclean, what hell of a cat If he's showing out, I'ma throw it back Telling me to cool that kitty down, I give it the pack Ride it like a blood clot, yardy In and in and in it, smooth start like a Harley The thing set good, I'm sorry Big man, I feel last long, but they hardly He a goofball, class clown But he's studying the cookie, I ain't gotta dumb it down if for dinner, I ain't cooking. Five course meal right here, good looking. Yeah. I be on the wall, I be on the bed. I be in my house, but really be on his head. He be killing quick, so you know the kid he dead. He gon' hobble to the sink, lost the feeling in his leg. Wait, yeah, ride it like a blood clot, yardy. In and in and in it, smooth start like a hardy. The thing set good, I'm sorry. Big man, I feel last long, but they hardy. Ride it like a blood clot, yardy. In and in and in it, smooth start like a hardy. The thing said good, I'm sorry Big man, I feel last long, but they hard I ain't gotta tell you that my shit is good You know that he been here for a minute and I never cook You know that he faithful as a bishop, treat him like a rug You know he be spelling all them letters like he writing books I ain't gotta tell you that he hitting good. No, you see me right next to my nigga, giving him the love. No, we keep it clean when we in public, keep the dirt off. Moment we inside, this nigga ripping my shirt off. I gotta keep him busy and quickie, and then we skirt off. Gotta keep him with me, you niggas, my biggest turn off. And he like your wedding, get sticky, can't leave the marks, ain't no hickey. These bitches bad, yeah, they pretty, but he want me, baby, pick me. Yeah. I know that he like it when I write. I be saying slick shit while he deep inside. He just say the word, and my shit on slip and slide. Happy birthday, you the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. Ride it like a blood clot, yardy. In and in and in it, smooth start like a Harley. The thing said good, I'm sorry. Big man, I feel last long, but they hardy. Ride it like a blood clot, yardy. In and in and in it, smooth start like a Harley. The thing said good, I'm sorry. Big man, I feel last long, but they hardy.
Jamaican, so she be throwing out the little little Patois like accent. It's about yeah. She be out here doing. Th- her there's thing. this other artist that I know. There's two artists that I know from New York that I just currently like touch down with. I gotta. Rem- I'll show you them off the, at, at at the show. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yo, like I gotta find them. <laughs> Let me know. I might know them. Cause I feel like you know them. I, I feel like do. cause you're that acquainted. I know a lot of. So over here we have a poet of that you wanted to recommend. Yeah, poetic boy D. He actually does music as well. Um, he raps and he does poetry. He's a uh, heavy hitter in the poetry scene. Um, Ooh. he's got so much stuff. So much stuff. He has an EP, always trying the best. He has another album called All Because of You, and it sounds it's giving me, it's giving me Neo, <laughs> <laughs> Neo, all because of you. <laughs> No, <laughs> definitely not Neo. But on it's definitely there. not. I know. Yeah, it's it's he's you know he, he's a storyteller in a lot of his poetry and his music. Um, he creates the setting, these characters, and he takes you like on this journey where you could like almost like visualize it like a movie. You know, he's really good at putting words together in that way. Interesting. So let's yeah. see which one. Pick whatever is on there. Let's We're just gonna pick. The cab ride is good. Where's where's that at? The th- up, mm-hmm. the third one. Oh, the cab ride. Yeah. Let's do that. This is the cab ride. Poetic boy D on Spotify. You probably could find it. Oh come on, Spotify! Come on, don't Spotify. Do <laughs> don't be like. Don't that. be like. That. <laughs> but it's it's all right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna log in. You you do doing that. the most. Always. Might be acting up too. You might be able to find it on YouTube. Don't be like that. To the towers, emotional right now, and I know it's after hours. I know that that's the last thing you want to hear from a man, but I'm really intoxicated, so I hope you understand. And I only paid seven for this ride, it's raining, so my tears are much easier to hide. Amazing, you ain't judging me, you allowing me to cry. Why, why am I feeling so empty deep down inside? Damn, and you don't even know who I am. And I'm talking to you more than I talk to my closest friends I'm talking to you now, but are you really listening? I'm talking to you, but I'll never vent like this again Whoa, excuse me, sir, please take this left Damn, you just passed it, sir, are you deaf? And while we're on this topic, do you fear death? Did that make you uncomfortable? Was the answer truly yes? Well, I guess that means we got some things in common Do you have some water? Cause I feel my heart throbbing Wait Okay, let me put on my seatbelt I know you didn't expect this But I hope you know I mean well And do you have an Instagram to follow? I'm way past drunk And I won't remember you tomorrow Cause I've been drinking all the dysamnesia from this bottle I took some shots of truth And you know that'd be hard to swallow And now you looking at me like a lab rat As if I'm different than you 
wish that you could have your cab back. Hold on. I think I got a message on Snapchat. Scratch that. I'll check it tomorrow when I snap back to who I am, to who I want to be, to the person that I really want everyone to see, to the person that ain't slurring on his words like I am now, to the sober one that be up on them stages rocking crowds. Slow down, slow down, please. Don't run that red light. Don't rush to get me home. Don't rush to end my night. Cause I get angry when I drink and I don't want to fight. I know you missed that left, but I promise it's alright, alright. <laughs> and now we almost at my destination. And in your mind, I guess that means it's time for celebration. I'm thanking you for listening to all of my complaining. Cause I know you didn't think we'd end up in this situation. But um, you get five stars for this trip. I Uber everywhere, but thank you for this lift. Got both signs in your window. I am too drunk for this. I didn't notice it till now. And now I feel so sick. But um, this is my building right here. Please park your car. Don't change your gear. Please don't drive off until the coast is clear. Until you know I'm good and I'm no longer near. Cause um, not many people really pay attention to the drunk guy. They side eye and block him out their vision. But you're a good guy. That's real kind. That's something I will mention when I talk about this in the future. Cause I'll never forget it. So um, please proceed to have a good night. Don't miss no more laughs. Don't run no more lights. Do the speed limit and get home safe. Cause you might be the reason that I see another day. I say, please proceed to have a good night. Don't miss no more laughs. Don't run no more lights. Do the speed limit and get home safe. Cause you might be the reason that I see another day. Thanks. in the back but mm-hmm. i've always been the sucker for that because i went to a performing arts high school and like, oh so oh you so <laughs> extra. Grew, i've been there yes dance drama yes even the poetry department the, yeah. writer, the writing department was called communication arts and like <laughs> the communication arts department like let me tell you <laughs> it's you sitting back comfortably to tell this part <laughs> that's what has me like literally they got creative yeah with their poetry reciting i was like oh we got the instrumental department with this like yeah. they were like popping sounds and then someone be like <laughs> not the rain <laughs> with the, the rice the rice i i felt horse galloping and then you I'm hear horse really... galloping. <laughs> oh that's that's theatrical it's see like, okay like i was with it so when you said that i was like yes let them know because people don't know that they, they could just be that way and and uh, just elevate what i love performing say. with um with bands like yeah. i love doing poetry with like a live band that is my favorite way to do a show exactly like, I love that show. so much fun and she was literally just um reposted on voices in power yeah and let me tell you, before Voices in Power, I was like, yo, I got to get this girl on the show. Like, it wasn't even, like, I want you to know that. Like, I, I know, was like, we've been, we always be like, hey. We always be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I see you. I see you too. <laughs> and then we're going to come together. We don't know when. I was like, we're going to see each other at an event, maybe. Yeah, one day. And, like, you know all the people I know. You know, it was like, granted, we're going to get there, but I just never knew when. So Here this is, is great. Here it is. Um, did you want to recite your poem? Oh, yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot before we go, you know. Yeah, I'll do a poem. Okay, okay. Did you want me to, like, add any sounds? No. (laughs) Now she wants to do the instrumentals. She's excited. I'm like, I'm excited. Yes, get the galloping horse. (laughs) So which um, piece you're Uh, going to do? And um, 
tell tell us why you wanted why Sheesh. where were you when you wrote it and um what it means to you oh gosh okay um huh well you know what it's mental health awareness month so i will do my piece on mental health um Ooh, i like that when I wrote the poem, I was in a very good place, in a very good space. And <laughs> I wrote the poem in a, in a, with the intentions of basically, it came from a conversation, the idea, which usually that's what happens. And it was a conversation about being a poet or being a good writer and having the ability to write through a lot of trauma. But what people don't understand is like, don't hurt my feelings just because I'm a poet and I can write myself through that. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, be careful with us as writers, as poets, because just because we can write about trauma and to process it, it still hurts to write about it. Um, so I was in a really good place when I wrote the poem. Uh <laughs> It was came from a place of like, oh, my God, let me write this poem about all this trauma that I've healed from and <laughs> empower people with my inspiring words. And then I started writing the poem and I was like, why does this shit still hurt? Like, fuck, I'm not as healed as I thought I was from a lot of this. And it took me three months to write this poem. Yes, and like another two months to memorize it. And the first few times that I performed it, I cried on stage. Um, people cry sometimes still, like in the audience, they get really emotional. Oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna get don't emotional. do it, don't do it. <laughs> okay, I won't. I'll try. Don't do it. Um, but yes, uh, the poem, the title of this poem is um, uh, this is a the title is this is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet. Okay, Eric. This is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet. I say that because to think of the words I'd write would require me to unzip the scars from my wrists and untwist the lies from my lips when I said I'm okay. I'd have to watch every regret drip slowly from reopened wounds. I'd rather forget how I wish they bled shooting stars instead of the ink I'd use to write myself to death and name my pen suicide. Dying by way of punctuation from slicing commas off of semicolons to end my life sentence like a period. What's a poetic way to go? This is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet to fathom these words. I'd have to resurrect phantoms from forgotten forevers. Shadow box with my darkest truths. Get dirt under my nails, digging for my deepest roots. Invalidate the self-validation it took me over 30 years to pursue. I'd have to become an alchemist of self-esteem, breaking down this confidence into manipulation so that I can feel guilt again. Have my dignity on tilt again. Let my garden wilt again. I'd have to remember how self-loathing mocked me in my own mirror, mimicking me maliciously when all I wanted was to be seen. I mean, that's why I looked in the first place. But instead of being met with warm eyes and a bright smile, the first thing I saw was disgrace, followed by disappointment, topped off by who the fuck am I to think anyone gives 15 seconds of fucks about the stories that last more than 24 hours. When life is viewed through portrait mode and I, I never seem to fit that frame. 
This is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet to get this shit out. I'd have to board domestic flights to states of violence. Only to escape and end up nestled under neglect like a vow of silence. To pen these planes, I'd have to depart from denial and ascend to acceptance. Land in terminals of truth and let the baggage claim my existence. I keep filling up these suitcases with shit I don't even use at home. Feeling like shit, I don't really have a home because I don't remember the last place I left that piece of my heart at. Maybe it dripped from the tears I cried the last day I wanted to die. Or maybe it's in the hands of the man that dangled dreams of marriage, never proposing with those carrots. How I wish it was still stitched to my sleeve so I could stop fake believing in love and just fucking be. This is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet. To get this deep, I'd have to drown in rivers like I bay. Sacrifice my life to give life like I'm bait. Pour every sharp edge of my shatter shame like scatter showers of splatter blame like it was my fault misogyny or for me monogamy. Like I wanted it even though I said I didn't. Like I wanted it even though I said I didn't. Like I wanted it even though I said I didn't. I guess. I guess my nervous laughs translated my no's into yeses or maybe I gave in because of my untreated coping methods, feeling worthless with every touch, hating every second, trying to survive in my mind just to find my faults in the wreckage. Where chapters of my crumbled thoughts lay buried under a self-sabotaging tomb. Body wants a mausoleum for the souls of men who never even worshipped the womb. This is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet. To write this poem, I'd had to chameleon blend into my poor decisions until I stopped dreaming and broken. Wake up in time to FaceTime raw realities like they don't really love me. They just love how my art makes them feel. And these men don't really want me. They just love how my heart helps them heal. And this pain, this pain isn't trapped. I'm just addicted to how real it makes me feel. See, to write this poem, I had to pour too much darkness onto these pages, conjure demons onto these stages, when all I want to do is erase them like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Take these memories and fuck a rewind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry not every poem has a happy ending. To write this poem, I had to stop pretending like shit doesn't hurt for more than four seasons, like these scars aren't here for a reason. So when I say to you, this is a poem I haven't thought about writing yet. Please understand. I'm just keeping my scar zipped so these stories stay clipped like weeds in my garden. Thank you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you did that. Thank you so much. I had Thank chills. You. I know. I was getting goosebumps too. Like, ah! Wow. <sighs> Wow, 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 wow. Yes. I have so many analogies, so many metaphors. Oh, gosh, really so many things I address on that in that poem. It was a hard poem to get through, I'll tell you that much. Thank you for sharing your stories and your experiences. You Thank are, you. like, somebody said this to me, said this in, like, a show, and she's like, I'm not a survivor, I'm a conqueror. Right. It's like, people live on this survival wound, and they, like, bed in it, and it's right. like, I conjured it, like, I conquered right. it. Right. It doesn't right. have to be bought. It's, it's an example. It's there, and it's my story, and it's my stamp. It's what makes me me. Right. And no one's going to take that from you. That's right. What you're, that's what you're leaving here, girl. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's, it's you know, part of my story. It, um, it lets people feel like they're not alone, like you're not, you know, there's, we all have experienced trauma. You know, it's not always easy. Um. So yeah, that that poem 
is it means a lot to me you know um it's my longest poem i never thought i'd memorize something that long ever in my life <laughs> it was like what um it took so a really long time to write because there were times where like i would remember the things that i'm writing about and that pain would surface yeah and it made me realize how a lot of people especially artists creative people listen to me they are too comfortable in sitting in their trauma wounds like you said right and i feel like a lot of creatives are afraid to fully heal or to even tend to those wounds um like properly yeah because that's where you we draw a lot of our inspiration to create um and don't depend on your trauma don't let your creativity depend on your trauma because you have to heal and you are still creative you know once those wounds are healed it's like we constantly are picking back at those scabs and like digging back into those wounds so that we could feel what it felt like you're gonna make me cry so that we can write about it you <laughs> yeah, know or yeah. create from it i feel like that's what's been my journey yeah oh. um, <laughs> don't do that don't <laughs> no like um I want to start writing like my experience, my like my stories and my right. experiences without, like you said, like I know that right. there's so much in my pain. I know that I can um, impact the masses on in, in a song, but I just be like, oh, I don't, I'm not ready to go there. <laughs> Yo, talking about the shit that hurts your feelings, yeah. fucking sucks. Because you have to revisit that, and like I've seen it. It's like a shattered piece where you see it not just in one incident, but like in multiple. Right. Because now you're looking at it from hindsight. So all the things mm -hmm. that you didn't notice when you were in the shit. You numbed yourself you on. You numbed yourself from. Absolutely. Now, in hindsight, you can see all those things. So when it's time for you to. And that's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. I thought I had healed from a lot of those experiences that I talked about. But then writing about them. Mm -hmm. It brought back other memories, that you know, she, that like you thought weren't a big deal, but they were. And that's right. what I that's what I'm saying. That's what I've been stopping in the process. Like, I'll be honest, though, <laughs> like writing that poem was super empowering afterwards. I feel like though, like for the first couple of months, that's the first I would say the first 10 times that I performed that poem on stage. Every time I did it, it felt like. I was releasing more, releasing more, like to the point where like it felt good to do that poem on stage, like on days that I was like sad. And I, I, start, I went through like a phase of depression around um, November. Um, like I found myself going to that poem to recite it, to release the like some of the pain that I was going through at that time. So that poem has now for me become like an outlet for when I am going through something, I can release it through that poem. Even if it's not related to anything that I talk about in the poem, the poem is now like a conductor for that, like an outlet for that. And, and I see the way it impacts people. Like, you know, people cry in, in the audience while I'm doing this poem. Like I did this poem in front of high schoolers last week. And one of the girls was like, I was like, so what do you guys think? And one girl was like, I want to cry. I feel like crying right now. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's the impact that you have. Yeah. Oh, but you, you. got to just get through it, girl. Right through it. And I honestly, I tell people this all the time. 
like even if it doesn't turn into a song or something that you share with people like it's maybe it's just necessary for you yeah i've been starting to write i'm actually in the the process of writing a book so it's like one of those things that i've been going through i'm like i've been writing and then i tear and i cry and i'm like wow do you ever like are you ever afraid of like when you're writing about a certain situation like that you're because you're going to publish this right are you afraid that the people that those stories are about are going to question you or like is that something that you think about it is something that i think about often right um and also like i don't know like i want to be able to impact the masses through my experiences in my life right and but at the same time there's this shame that i need to get over Uh, and i think that i'm teetering of like having gone through those things or maybe being maybe you feel foolish all out and display oh like putting your business everyone to, to listen like there's so many songs that i have experiences personally on like right. SZA with the weekend right like i was like wow when i first heard those lyrics i was like she's so bold for putting this on paper right and i relate to each word like i experienced this right. and that's what i want to kind of do with my music but then i'm like i'm, sh- I'm i have the shame why to- don't you try to write it in like third person or like like if you're writing about someone else you know i think I that, try it that way. or if you're writing about the listener like you instead of using me and i's use her and she or they or or you can use you and and put it in either third or second person i think that that sometimes helps me with putting my taking myself out but i'm really writing about my experiences but when you start telling it as if you're telling somebody else's story it starts becoming a little bit like i guess for me i feel like it's a little bit easier you know and then you can change it to me and i when you know when it's time for you to tell your definitely make it yours because i definitely see uh, myself coming out with like an empowerment song like a self-worth pick up like yourself in the boost of transformational kind of yeah. song and then in a sense i also see myself talking about my battles on self-worth as well and right. finding that and then but getting to that beautiful. journey and you yeah. shouldn't be ashamed of your journey Thank because you. you know like nobody has it figured out in the beginning so you know your story can help somebody else as well like that's the key word right there you know how many times do you said it yourself you heard songs and you're like wow they're singing about my life i feel like that about jesse reyes like how she's so young and she's like writing about my entire life it's crazy yeah jesse reyes yo she be on it jesse j too like big white room i hear songs like that i hear songs like lost one by jasmine sullivan Yes. Girl had me on my knees in that song. Like I was yeah. in an altar call. I was like, what are we doing here, Jasmine? Okay. Oh gosh. For me, I, I with my project that I'm working on, I'm afraid of like I'm I have some poems that are gonna go on this project that uh address like my my relationship with my parents mm-hmm. and like my dad especially. And I'm kind of like like he never he doesn't know anything I he doesn't care about anything that i do like creatively he just doesn't never listen to any of my poetry never right you know never told me he's proud of me or anything like that but i feel like the minute i put this project out he's gonna hear it and then be like me 
you're talking about me like this like i'm you know like why you make painting me in such a like bad picture so i, I am nervous about that but you're still gonna in do a it. sense yeah in a sense it's like this is my story this is how i experience you in my life and you know you may have had a different experience or a different idea of what you think my life was like but no this is it this is my truth and uh i have to keep pushing myself not to like make sure i put those pieces on that project despite you know what i think you know he may say or like his family if, if they if they you know people fam- like listen family in my for me in my opinion like they only support when they see it's cool to support you correct so it's like along the journey it's gonna be you yourself and i it's not gonna be anybody but that right and people people who don't know you but they're like they fucks with you they see you they see your passion they see what you're doing they see the impact those are gonna be the first ones and then your family gonna come like when the success is already when it's built, there, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, oh I, my god, like I, I remember that. you used to do those poems and and no, right? I did not. You are gonna be on all <laughs> deaf jam, <laughs> all deaf poetry jam. You are gonna be all with all these motherfuckers. She gonna be out here, and Everywhere. that's where she gonna get it. You know that they actually had the poetry department for the first time in the Grammys. Yes, and um, Daily Santana was there. Oh yes, so she they had that, right. Yes, they had a. They finally accepted spoken word in the Grammy. So the first person to win a Grammy spoken word Grammy is Jay Ivy. He just won um in this the one that they recently did, and um I was showing you the one of the people that I was showing you Prentice Powell. He um he just dropped an album that he's submitted for a Grammy nomination. So hopefully he gets nominated. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's where I want my project to go right now. Um, I don't want that kind of pressure because it's what people don't realize. Like it's not submitting for a Grammy is a whole project in in itself. It's not just, I'm going to send this email, submit this file and then sit back. You have to do a lot of campaigning. People need to know who you are. You have to tour now with this project. There's a lot involved so that you can get attention for the work that you submitted. And you can't even say vote for me. You have to say something else. You can't. It's Consider like, me. Well, yeah, that's that's, the, that's the name of his album for your consideration. That's, and that's the name of his tour. So and that's he, what I'm trying to tell you, because you can't say vote for me if you're in this. You have to say consider me or consider this. Yeah, and, so, you know, and there's a lot of work that oh. needs to be involved once, you know, you submit your work for something like this. So I'm not, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. Yeah. So right but now. in due time, you will. Yeah. And right now, I just want to drop this album just to give something to the people that, like, see me on stage and come to me and they're like where can i hear your stuff and i'm like i don't have anywhere right now yeah j rose you're aligned <laughs> you're focused you're headed down a path you see it clearly Ashe. and i wish you nothing but blessings and the best thank you literally we're gonna, we gonna do this together we're gonna do this together yeah i'm we gonna know we're gonna be out in dubai like, somewhere i'll hit- be like bitch where you at i'm in greece i'm in dubai <laughs> We're gonna be in a in a in a studio in some other country. Right. Doing this again. Calling it up like <laughs> by the beach and shit. 
Because I, I want to yes. be by the beach. Exactly. <laughs> so you guys already know there's events coming up. And um, what else do they have to look out for? Just follow me on the Instagrams. Find me at My Crumble Thoughts. And um, everything is there. Yes. And then you guys all can tune in on Reflections with Val, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify. We're all on that. All and uh, yeah. Check you guys out another time. Bye. Keep growing. Bye. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> I love it. Bye. <laughs>